Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to <laughs> Talk Rule Takes. Uh, messed up that intro. Had a whole deep breath going. I didn't click the button in time. Um, I am Mike Sullivan. With me, as always, Liam McDade. Uh, big Alice here again because he was here to talk about the big Vikings game before <laughs> it. Figured we kind of hash out that debacle of an ending of a game uh, that basically become the third co-host here, Al. And then, and then obviously we'll break down the big bills matchup. So we figured we'd have another voice in here to talk about that. This is episode 58. This was an easy one for me. I forgot to do what I wanted to do. Cause I was going to DM this person to see if I could get him to come on. He probably maybe would have, I don't know. This is the Matt Chatham episode for me. Ooh, uh, number 58 oh. Matt Chatham core special team guy. Love him. Linebacker, you know, just kind of all around good guy. He's, he's that guy you need on your team. I don't know if you guys had anybody else 58. That was mine. Who'd you have? Jamie Collins, baby. Last year, he was number 58. He's on the team now. Yeah, but he's he's like 95 now, I think he is. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. um, What about Roosevelt Colvin? What number was he? 59. Wasn't he 59? 59, yeah. I had a a picture of him somewhere in here. Well, there's your next one. You're welcome. Not just of him, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll... We'll uh, we'll He's try to get Roosevelt, Roosevelt Colvin on. You're um, welcome in advance. Oh, but uh, so, Anthony Jennings. Anthony Jennings. Okay, yeah, no, we'll work with Anthony Jennings. Anthony Jennings. What a stupid yeah. name. Anthony Jennings. Yeah. actually we'll, been, uh, Jonathan Bostick. Jonathan Bostick. Jonathan Bostick. Yeah. Hey, hey, Petty Hardaway would like a word for you about the name Anthony there, bud. <laughs> Anthony. Listen, it, it's it too, first of all, too many E's in the F. What's the F doing there? You don't need the F. Anthony, Anthony is actually a good one. I figured it'd be a th, but they replaced it with an f, and I'm always yeah. Like, Why are you? They doing took that? out the thon. I don't know. They took everything out. But um, yeah. okay. So we will jump into the Vikings game. Just want to kind of a little uh house cleaning, housekeeping, whatever the fuck the saying is. Jeez, I always forget. I, I screwed it up last podcast. It all oh, means it all means the same shit. So it's all the same we're, thing. We're good. Um, we're good. Roster moves. Um, Damian Harris going to be officially out for the Bills game. Uh, I guess he's day to day. Isaiah Wynn did not practice today. No real skin off my nuts for that. I do not care. Um, David Andrews, though, did tell reporters that he plans on playing. Love that. And uh, and our name, I always fuck up his first name. Jelani Tavai agreed to a two-year extension. So love that. Nice little little piece. Um, He's been killing it. For guys was, that most people have never heard of. I was waiting to see like the the fake, the weird like outrage where it's like, oh, Bill is going to pay these guys, but not whoever. And happily, I didn't see that today. I think people were pretty. This is pretty much a win, win, win for everybody. Win for the yeah. team, win for him, and win for the fans. So, um, so just kind of off the top, any comments, concerns about Harris being out, win most likely being out, Andrews coming yeah. back, and we we just talked about Tavai. So. Uh, any comments before we jump into the Vikings game? Definitely like a little bit of concern for no Damian Harris. He's kind of the Bills slayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like every Bills game, whether we put up one touchdown or we put up like three, he's always one of the touchdowns. It's Even him. Uh, the second game of last year, we got kind of smoked. Pretty sure Harris had two touchdowns in that game. And then, of course, he had the touchdown, the signature one when Mac passed the ball like twice. So, I don't know, slightly concerning, not the end of the world, but I'm like, oh, damn it. I wanted to see another uh, conquering of the Bills, much like the Indians conquered the Buffalo and made them extinct from the United States. Damian Harris has played his last season as a New England Patriot. 
Yeah. That's right. I've been yeah. saying this. I thought Welcome I thought my bandwagon that one up. So th- this this has been a touchy thing for me, Al, because I I, know. I think I said I know last you like week, Harris. I know. If you if, if you had to pick, I'm a Damian Harris guy. He's a Stevenson guy. We both love both guys, but if we had to yeah. kind of pick the teams, he just like I, I don't know what's going. On. I just my, my, my I, dad. My dad just walked in. I he tried to horrified. talk through it. I tried to talk through it. I couldn't. Um, he was like. The look on his face. Oh my like, goodness! <laughs> what is this? Um, but shit. notice, no credit to me. Credit to me for handling it like a pro because I just said, "Did yep, not break see you later. Did not break character good. at you all." Just kept going. No. I was the one. I fucked it up. I broke yeah. character. Yeah. We, we I was kept going. stunned. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I thought I somebody was breaking away. into your house to kill you. I was like, "Oh no!" Al's about to get kidnapped live on the show. Hello. If that would have happened, I would have been able to keep going. But it was just, it was very, very strange. But um. But anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, Damian Harris. Um, I I agree because I think this is what his final year of his contract, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah, yep. he and especially with Stevenson. I mean, Patriots oh, running yeah. backs don't get the second. I mean, he's not James White. Like I I no, don't no, no, no. think so. And it sucks. And it's of no fault of his own. It's just the position, the team he's on. Um, I wish him luck wherever he goes. Um, but I would also love to see him stay. I don't think it will happen, but yeah, that's early, early bids. Which team in the division is he going to? Cause that always seems to be how it happens with, uh, Patriots players and running backs specifically. Oh, oh I could easily see it be the dolphins. Easy. Yeah, Me too. That dolphins. was the first thing. Yeah. yeah dolphins yeah. across the board. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make yeah. sure. Easy. Which by the way, speaking of the dolphins and, and don't we, we're going to talk about the Vikings game, which seems like it happened months ago because it happened on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving seems like it was weeks ago, but with how have you guys been seeing like the whole season, Obviously, the Vikings have been good too, as you know, actually been showing up and playing and everything. Um, you know, when he's not getting his head knocked off his shoulders, Mike McDaniel, I have a hot take. I think he's going to be like the Sean McVay, where everybody's talking about. Remember when Sean McVay was the hot shit? It was like, listen, if you even knew Sean McVay growing up, you maybe had a coaching job somewhere because you had the opportunity because you happened to touch greatness or whatever. But now the Rams are kind of middling and in the shitter, and McVay doesn't look like the genius he was. I feel like this is what's going to happen with McDaniel. I don't know why. It just the whole the whole vibe of it seems like it. It, it may not happen. He may just continue to be one of the one of the better coaches in the league. But this just seems like he kind of caught lightning in a bottle. He's going to happen for a year, a year and a half, two seasons, and then I think the Dolphins are going to kind of fall back to what they are, which is a third place team, which is where they belong. Um, thoughts on Mike McDaniel? Al, what do you think about that? I feel like Al doesn't agree. I, I don't. I, I think, and here's the reason why, because you, you compared it to the Rams, right, Mike? And and I see where the comparison comes from, but the Rams have a lot of older veterans too. Like they, they were primed to have like one or two good years. The Dolphins are young. They're on the younger side. Like two is still young. Tyreek Hill is still young. You know, Gusecki, Waddle's young. Yep. Like that's the reason why I can't buy into your, your statement with that because this team is young and talented, and they're also not afraid to make moves. They also went out and traded <clears throat> for uh, what's his name, Jeff Wilson, I think, the kid from yeah from San Francisco. Yep, you know, and they're they're not afraid to make moves. That I think helps, and that's going to help Mike McDaniel with coaching. Now, I hope I hope you're right. I hope Miami goes back to being, you know, the third best team in the AFC East. But I I don't see it right now. They're just they're too talented, especially offensively. Yeah, this takes a lot of like 
down the line vision here, but I, I'm with Mike on this one. It seems like the vast majority of the time, the trend is they kind of teeter off. Uh, I, I remember Matt LaFleur. So it was in uh, Washington when they were the Redskins. I still call them the Redskins. By the it way, by the way, shocker. The, 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 the two Patriots diehards. Now I know I'm a diehard, but the two Patriots guys, I can't say anything yeah. bad about the Patriots. are oh, going to no. agree that I'm not Patriots. That's where it stems from. It stems <laughs> oh, from I'm sick of the bullshit. <laughs> I I am not going to stand on this pedestal and say I'm not biased, but fuck the dolphins. You're worse than he is. I wouldn't say that. In some cases, the vast majority of what I say is facts and logic. Uh, okay, time out. No, time out for a second. Here's the thing, right? Unless it's and, 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 and Mike, you know Get I love you, Mike. You know I love you when I say this, right? You know you know that I love you when I say this next thing. I hate you, when people say that because what's about to come out is going <laughs> to you on Twitter. You on Twitter with the Patriots. Sometimes when you come out with your with your tweets about the Patriots, I gotta look twice and be like, did he really just say that? Like, did he really like? Is he defending this? Like, really? I always agree. But like, I did say the one tweet that I will not. Uh, I, it is still up. I did wish death upon the referees when they left the stadium. Yeah, that, um, I did that, say that. I hope they get shot in the head. And I, 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 that's not a good I, thing. I, I wanted good. to in that <laughs> moment. Again, I love you, Mike. You know that, but I wanted to disown you in that so moment. I don't as completely a person. disagree. I'm like, I'm like, what is going on? But Liam, just like. I, I feel like Liam just spends his time just like going on NFL reference pages. And he's just like, Ooh, what can I find to bring to the table today to back up my Patriots argument? He, he's like, like a dude in uh, awesome powers. He's just like plotting and scheming. <laughs> just got that little thing going. It's just like, ah, oh, mini me. There it is. Yeah. Um, like, literally mini me. So like <laughs> with, uh, Matt LaFleur, when he became the head coach of the Packers and whatnot, everyone touted him as like coming from the Shanahan tree, worked with, uh, worked with, uh, sh- shit, all the stud coaches. I had it before, but then you got me off track. Ah, anyway, pe- pe- people, people thought very highly of Matt LaFleur, said he was going to mm-hmm. be the next big guy. Same with Sean McVay, same with mm-hmm. McDaniels. The vast majority of these guys tend to kind of fall off once mm-hmm. schemes get figured out. You guys remember how hyped everyone was for Chip Kelly's offense in yeah, Philly? True. Very true. Do you remember how yeah. awesome that team was and how long that lasted? It lasted one season, and then everyone yeah. figured out Chip Kelly's system. They won mm-hmm. two games the next year, and then they they kicked our Lord and Savior out of Philly, Michael Vick, left Philly. It was so stuff like this. It's all a trend. Teams eventually figure it out. The Cliff Kingsbury (laughs) high octane spread offense that he used in college. That was the one. Yep. Blow the league away. Mm -hmm. No one gives a shit after the first year when uh, the Cardinals went seven and oh, everyone was like, this is it. He's the next great coach. And then after that, I think they went one and six or something ridiculous and then sucked. And like, Liam, do you need a moment? Because you look like when you said Michael Vick, you looked like you were getting choked up. Do you need to? to I am getting choked up. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. uh, I'll say it later when I do my normal nightly prayers to Michael Vick. But yeah, it's it's an emotional time for me. Uh, Just thinking about how he he went to the Jets. I mean, the fucking Jets. And and how do how do those nightly prayers go? Uh, Well, I usually get down on two knees, put my arms on the bed, cross my hands. And yeah. say some version of our father, but instead of, you know, talking about the Lord, I talk about Michael Vick and slip his name in there and discuss all the incredible plays that he had for uh, for our viewing pleasure. So it usually goes along those lines. It's uh, 177 words spanning over about three minutes. <laughs> 
Um, Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that was, uh, I don't even remember where we, I don't even remember where, where we started with it. Oh yeah. Damien uh, Harris. Overall, I think he's going to be a trend and like after next yeah. year, people will figure it out. And like, it's not like, he's really smart. He's a smart dude, but like, I know he'll probably end up being he's smart. He'll yeah. be like an Andy Reed, like years down the line. Who's just like a really good coach. Like Andy yeah. Reed looks a lot better. Cause he has Patrick Mahomes. I love Andrew Reed. He was the man in Philly, but he's just an above average coach with a stellar squad. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, and, and again, like I said, that, that comes from, that definitely comes from bias. I just happened to see a shit ton of tweets about yeah. Mike McDaniel before I came on here. So I was like, I got to throw it out there. Oh, everyone um, loves the newest thing. Yeah, of, 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 of course they do. Um, The, the one thing that I like about any sort of the roster news coming out, David Andrews might start. Love that. Um, yes. Because then, because then you're really only down one lineman because that's going to be win most likely. But we'll 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 dive into that when we talk about the the Bills game coming up, uh, which is probably the biggest game for the Patriots uh, this season. But Thanksgiving, the Patriots decided to fuck around and ruin Thanksgiving um, for me. I'm sure a lot of other Patriots fans. They lost 33 to 26 in a a weird game. A game that I I never thought that they were that they the Patriots were going to lose until they lost. If that makes sense, even with mm-hmm. all the mistakes, which we'll get into, all the missed calls or non calls, which I'm not making excuses, but it definitely impacts the game. Um, uh, a lot of bullshit, but I do want to start with Mac Jones, uh, Liam. I texted you before the game. I said I thought Mac Jones was going to go was going to throw for 300 plus. Mac Jones. 28 of 39, 382, two touchdowns, should have been three, but two touchdowns, no picks, no turnover worthy plays, um, you know, kept, kept the, kept the team in it. I mean, there were some drives where I was like, wait, shit, is that, is that Brady back there hitting Devante, uh, Devante Parker on out routes from one hash to the other side of the field. Crazy. Mac Jones, awesome game. His, his best game as a pro, I think. Um, I don't even, I don't even know what, what else to say about about it other than thank god this happened now because we're going to need it against the bills yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i just want to go out on a limb here he was my game breaker showed up he for was. your boy I, th- I think that's the first game breaker that i've actually hit on every other mm-hmm. one they've made me eat handfuls of shit here but like you said 28 <laughs> of 39 382 two tubs should have been three uh he did have the mm-hmm. fumble but he was able to recover it and whatnot mm-hmm. overall yeah. like came out firing completely like if you uh if you watched last week's game like the jets game and then watched this game you'd be like this is a completely different guy who's wearing mac jones's uniform in either game and i mean a lot of that is obviously up to the protection but he was just aggressive right from jump street first drive beam absolutely teleported that ball from his hand to nelson aguilar's hand and obviously you know me big nelly guy i was the second that that was awesome he crossed the end zone i'm dripping sweat like just absolutely <laughs> ball so i thought it, you, you guys say something yeah well i'm trying <laughs> trying to keep a pg for al and his virgin ears here but uh overall like truly stellar game for mac jones mm-hmm. couldn't ask for a more aggressive play and that's what we've been looking for vast majority of his passes seem to be down the field in the intermediate realm not a whole lot of short passes not the usual mac jones game that we're used to seeing mm-hmm. god damn he throws a pretty fucking ball and this Looks is good. stuff that we've been looking for this entire time 
in his rookie year, he was safe, very conservative, not really doing anything like we saw in this. And he came out on Thanksgiving and he wanted that turkey after. It's a shame oh. that that last pass was just a little too far out of the hands of Nelly. And he was, you know, probably not the greatest. Oh, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But <laughs> uh, just it's one of those things where he left it on the field. Great game for him. This was a, a moral victory in my eyes more than anything else. Uh, the Patriots, we'll get to why they lost, I guess, but Mac Jones, truly yeah, 10 out of 10 performance. I have no complaints. So he was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Al, that first drive, that was the first first quarter touchdown the Patriots have scored. What was it, five plays? Yeah, five plays, 75 yeah. yards. What yeah. the fuck? What? Bad. I know. Incredible. It, yeah, it was nice to have an NFL offense, you know, for a drive. That, that, that right? was a lot of fun. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. And you know what? Credit to Mac Jones, because guess what? The Vikings were coming in banged up. Their secondary was a little bit banged up. Not known to have the best secondary in the NFL, but guess what? Mac Jones did his job. Plain and simple. Should have yep. had three touchdown passes. Again, Mike, and a big thing that you said that I agree with, no turnover-worthy plays, and that's big, especially the second half of the season since the uh, self-audit after the bye week. So again, credit to Mac Jones. He did his job. Now he needs to do it again against the Bills. I know we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but he needs to do a job against a defense that's ranked 20th in pass defense in the NFL. Needs to do it again. Yeah, I mean that. Matt, I I think, um, I think you said it where it, it was it was so cool to have like an NFL offense. Like it's it's crazy what happens when you when you block for someone. I mean Devonte Parker. All I wrote down was Devonte Parker. Good game. He had four <laughs> catches for 80 yards. I mean, that was th this game was what you brought Devonte Parker in to do. Uh, but we've all three of us have brought it up. So let's just let's just talk about it. That was a touchdown to Hunter Henry. They're, they're in yeah. in. You know, what's funny. I saw uh, Marquise Flowers, who was on the uh, was on the Patriots in the Super Bowl against the Eagles as well. That, that was one of the teams he was on. The whole survive, and I, I hated hearing people talk about it or tweet about it or whatever. The whole surviving the ground rule, it's a rule, but not how these people are saying it. The ball can move. The rule literally changed the day of the Super Bowl that the Eagles played the, uh, the Patriots or like mid game or some shit. They changed the rule. The ball can still move as long as you have possession of it. The as long as it's in your grass somewhere, it can still move. One, the ball looked like it barely ever hit the ground. And if it did, Henry's hand was still underneath it. And then as he was rolling over, he tucked it to his chest. Like, I don't, I don't get how you don't call that, especially when it was called a touchdown on the field. The my rule of thumb is if these refs are under the under the booth and in, in looking at their stupid cameras for more than a commercial break, you should probably just keep the call to what it was. Because and, at that point, you're looking for too much. And not only that, right? Even if it's not a touchdown, because I agree, it should have been a touchdown. But even if you want to say, okay, fourth down and goal at the half-yard line, if you can't have Mac Jones sneak it in after or give it to Ramondre Stevenson to just bulldoze it in for half a yard, then I'm sorry, you don't deserve to win the game at that point. But either way, give the catch where the credit is due. There were so many replays, so many angles mm -hmm. where, like you just said, Mike, Hunter Henry's hand is underneath the football, literally underneath it. So again, how can you call it incomplete when the hand is underneath, possession is made, and not only that, the only time the ball moved was when the ball moved, it was like from the hand to like Henry's like chest. Like the and, ball, and then like, to his other hand. Exactly. Like, doesn't hit the ground. Nope. 
That's a catch. The rule is it crosses the plane. It's a touchdown. Like when somebody dies for the pylon again, yep. I'll go back to Michael Vick. One play I, that sticks out in my mind. He dies for the pylon, hits the pylon. The ball flies all over hell once he hits the ground, but it doesn't matter because the ball crossed the plane. They weren't looking for him to secure the fucking ball. As long as it crosses the end zone and his hand was underneath it, it had not touched the ground at that point when it crossed the pylon. It's so frustrating. You guys saw it all over uh, social media. I saw it on Instagram. I'm sure you guys Twitter. The comparison with Travis Kelsey's touchdown like a week uh, ago. Yeah. Yep. It's just yep. like, okay, there's no consistency to these rules here. And I get it. It's a very complicated thing. No catch is the same as like another catch before. It's a very unique thing where, you know, you're getting hit, you're falling over and whatnot. But there's got to be some standard. Draw a line in the sand that doesn't get people so outraged because this is ridiculous. Rex Ryan in the post game was saying that it was a touchdown and he fucking hates the Patriots. I'm like, if Rex Ryan sees this, come on. The issue with that is that there, and like the other thing where, and and I know because we've said it about other fans as well, where it's like you know don't use this as an, as an excuse or whatever. I get it, but there was just under seven minutes left in the game at that point. A touchdown there would have been would have been huge, would have been crucial. But instead, obviously, they had to kick a field goal, everything like that. But like I just I don't like those those type of plays where, like you said, Liam, all you have to do is catch it, maintain it, cross the plane, which he did. He survived. The, the ball never touched the ground without Hunter Henry still having possession of it. So it's 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 just it it's tough to to win. And I think I forget what game it was last season where we said this too. But it's it's tough to beat a team a, a tough team when you're having a really good game when you're making plays and they're being called back or things aren't being called that if they were called, it would have extended drives or things like that. I mean, it's just, it's, it, and, and there were a bunch of them. I have a whole list of things here. I mean, you got the Hunter Henry touchdown. We're talking about the Mac Jones face mask on that same play. Hunter Henry was interfered with so much so that he tripped, yes. that he fell. That and, and, and what, what did, what did Dungy say? They, they, their fucking feet got tangled up. What a loser. That's not what happened. Um, the pass interference on Bourne in the end zone, uh, a bunch of holding calls on Judon and Dietrich Wise that they missed. And then on the big one, which Belichick said, was the game changer was that punt re- i mean was that kickoff return um yeah the, dogger, was... the dogger no call it, not yeah there was on him and then there was a then there was another punt um where slater was blocked in the back i think slater was also blocked on that kickoff like these are plays where that that kickoff return because that was coming out of the half the patriots went down five minutes scored a touchdown fucking awesome uh, they that it, you got to think if you kick that down there Maybe you hold the Vikings to a field goal. Maybe you make them punt or something like that. The game is completely different. Instead, you miss a blatant holding call, and then they score games tied up, and now all the momentum, it's all back to nil, and then obviously we know what happened. It's just this this game was so frustrating. The Mac Jones face mask thing, you guys saw the saw the replay of that, right? Where Because yeah. it, it, it was on the same play where he was trying to hit Hunter Henry. Um I don't know how you don't call that. That's as blatant as anything. You can miss holding calls. You can say it happens on every play. You can miss uh, pass interferences. You can say they were hand checking or whatever. The one thing you can't miss is a defensive player grabbing someone's face mask and turning them around. There's a backfield judge for a reason. His entire job is to look at holding calls on the offense 
and potential face masks or late hits on the quarterback. So his eyes, he's not looking at the touchdown as Hunter Henry's going into the end zone. He's nope. looking directly in the backfield at what's going on. He, for him to just stand there and stare at and go, yep, looks good to me. You're like, dude, what are you looking at? What, what is your job? And I, like Mike said, don't like to blame outcomes of games on refs. I try and avoid it as much as possible. But Bill Belichick was furious after the game. Did you see his fiery uh, post-game presser? I mean, he said something about like the the ref. I uh, you know you know you have your little pool thing. Go have him. Yeah, ask, he's like ask ha- the have your pool reporter yep. ask uh, ask the ref what went on. Like he was just yep. bullshit. He wasn't having. He's like go have them ask. And then Mike Reese asked. Mike Reese was just pit, pitching him softballs, which I was disappointed in. Like, if you're yeah. a, the Patriots reporter, and he's a damn good one, and he has been for a long time. He's, he's, he's probably my favorite one, yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. Why wouldn't you press a little bit? Like, he a- ask an easy question, and then when you get an answer, go, okay, but what about this? Like, bring up the Travis Kelsey one, or say, well, I – from this camera angle, it looked like his hand was completely under and it didn't move until like he crossed the plane and whatnot. It's anything else. He just kind of took the uh, referee's answer and goes, okay, like, cool. And then just like, let it sit. It's like, dude, that's not good enough. Like push say, why did this happen? Yeah. I mean, I, I think probably just, you know, he's Reese is obviously where he is because of his relationship with the team. So he probably wasn't going to press too much anyway, but uh, I don't know. Al, I don't like, like we were saying, I don't want to make excuses for the team because they still, it's, it's not like, you know, these, these calls were made and there was no time left for them to, for the Patriots to win the game. But when you're talking about face mask calls on the last drive of the game, that should have gave you a first down or pass interference calls in the end zone that should have given you, given you the ball at the one inch line, like, like that at the very least, you can say that that took away a touchdown because getting first down at the one inch line, I don't care how inept this offense looks at times you're scoring at that point when you're taking away touchdowns that were touchdown catches. It's just tough to not look at those plays and say, what if, you know what I mean? Yes. Right. But then also on the flip side of that, don't put yourself in a position where you need a call like that to bail you out. Now the perfect example, and you know where I'm going with this, the Pierre strong penalty roughing the kicker that That keeps that, that changed. I, I'm not even the. I fucking the, forgot about that. The, the kick return for a touchdown. I, oh. I don't think personally that like that was a big momentum changer. But I the moment I knew the Patriots were going to lose that game was when Strong did that because I'm like, they're doing it again. That they're, was huge. They held them. They held them. Yep. Yeah. They're about held to get them. the ball back. Yep. And the, and then and I remember I was I was literally yelling out loud. I'm like, don't run into the kicker. Don't run into the kicker. Don't run into the kicker. And then he runs into the kicker. I'm like, yep. And they're going to score on this drive, and sure enough, the Vikings scored. And that it's was a not even, winning one, yeah. And, it, and it's not even that, right? Like other instances, like Matt Judon had the uh, defensive encroachment, third and nine, and then oh. it makes third and four for the Vikings. So. I like that though. I don't think that's bad at all. He did that last game too, and it's like you hate that's it, gonna, but it's like uh, he's yeah. going to work. He did, but here's the thing: it's like okay, but you just said it too, Liam. He's done it two games in a row now, or yes, two of the yeah. last three, whatever it is. So I understand trying to time the snap and everything. But guess what? Matt Judon is good enough where he doesn't even need to time the snap down to a T. Like he can miss it mm-hmm. by like half a second and still find the B gap or whatever gap you need to find and get mm-hmm. to the quarterback. Like that's where I struggle. And the thing is too, the Patriots are top 10 in the NFL in penalties and penalty yards right now. 
very uncharacteristic. That's it's uncharacteristic. And I unfortunately, like and I I hate to say this because I know I joked with you guys earlier that you guys are Patriots diehards. I am too, believe me. I'm a Patriots diehard as well. But this is becoming the norm, and that's not good. Where they're shooting themselves in the foot with bad penalties, extending drives for op for opposing teams, getting penalties in the red zone and pushing yourself back, making it that much harder. This didn't happen for two plus decades. And guess what? It's happening mm-hmm. now. And it comes down to one thing, coaching. Yeah. You need mm-hmm. to have the coaching. And I'm sorry, Bill Belichick, like he's still around. He's still one of the greatest of all time. I'm good with that. I'm not good with Matt Patricia on, on um, offensive coordinator duties. I'm sorry, Mike. I know you and I have talked about it, but I just, I can't stand it anymore. The defense. Okay. Trust your kid, like whatever, but I need coaches that are going to coach. I need coaches that are going to make sure that you don't get in bad situations. And the Patriots coaches from that standpoint have failed. Right but now. what, what would they have to be doing this year that they haven't done in the last 20 years that has led to this unprecedented discipline? Success? Stupid penalties. But like, what is a, what they're not coaching different. Bill Belichick isn't doing anything different this year than he has before. Matt, but it's not Belichick, been, been but it's not Belichick. Years. It's the well, Patricia has been here for years and years and years too. It's not like yeah, as a defensive coordinator, Liam. Yeah, but not you have offensive. to know defense. You have to know defense to be an offensive coordinator. Oh, don't you have to have, don't you have start. To, you, you sound have to be like Belichick now. No, it's true. Stop it. Dude, you have to recognize coverages. You have to look at the other team and what they're doing. Look at tape. Look at what they've been running. And he has to look at it from a defensive coordinator's perspective. And he goes, okay, if they're running cover three blanket coverage, then I would do this to beat it. Or he, he goes, well, if I was the defensive coordinator, this would be our weakness. I would hope the offense wouldn't do this because that's how you beat this coverage. So he just does the opposite of what he's been doing for years. It's really not like a huge difference here. I think the play calling has been fine from Patricia. Stuff that has worked, just the players aren't executing. With Pierre Strong, when he went to the sideline, Bill Belichick, cost him out i don't think pierre yeah, strong's see gonna that? see the light of day after that he's bill belichick is gonna send him to the snarlack pit the last episode Young of star guy. wars yeah <laughs> when no, he no, drops no, through the ha- when he drops through the trap door and that giant pig looking thing that eats people's heads yes. off that's where pierre strong is right now fighting that giant monster and he's about to get eaten he's dead he's fucking <laughs> off this team bill was what pissed. i will say about about pierre strong just to just to, um i'll throw it right back to you liam but just because because al you know you, you said coaching that's one of the bad things Pierre Strong, this is his first, he's he's a rookie. So I feel like no matter how much you coach a rookie, just like Jack Jones that has had some, some you know, miscues. Um, right, the rookie who, mistakes. I can live with that. Yes. That happens sometimes. Yes. But again, it yep. is still, it, it's the it's the certain holding calls, which they seem to be getting. I feel like that, you can't you can't really coach that out. That's kind of one of those things where do refs want to call it that much? Do they yeah. not want to? Isaiah Wynn sucks. So they can probably just look at him all the time and call him. But I get what you're saying now, Liam. Sorry, Snarlax so, hits, so- big pig. So Kendrick Bourne gets an end around. And last year that worked every time. This year it hasn't worked once. Every time. And this year it hasn't worked once. This last game, minus seven yards. That is not a coaching problem. That is a player execution problem. It's a coaching problem because you shouldn't call the damn play if it doesn't work. (sighs) No, because it has worked. And (laughs) It worked it, in 2021, but you even just said it's not working this, in 2022. This, this is the basis of, Liam, what you just said. This is the basis of the issue, or not not even, I, I guess issue, how I say on the other side of when, Al, we texted about this before. People, yes. it's it's tough 
to, and, and I get, we all do it with every single just aspect in life. But with, since we're talking about this, you look at the outcome of something and you say, oh, we shouldn't have done X, but yeah. if X has worked or if, if, if the, since, since we're talking about the jet sweeps or the end around, we'll talk jet sweeps, whatever you want to call them, those have worked. So we're going to call them. They're not going to work every time. Just like when you, when you call running plays, it, the, the best rushers in the Adrian Peterson, did not rip off five, six, seven yards a run every time. There were times where he got tackled behind the line, at the line, one, two yards, but you keep doing it because you think it's going to happen. So just like you call a jet sweep, it's not going to work every time. Last year it worked almost every time, it seemed like. This year it seems to work. It's like a coin flip, if that. So I feel like that's kind of why they've gotten away from it a little bit, but I feel like you can't completely throw it out just because the outcome isn't always what you want, which sounds weird because you always want the outcome to be good. But with, with football, like perfect example, the play where Tom Brady and Randy Moss both broke the record at the same time. They ran that play once it didn't work. Brady overthrew him or something like that happened. So what they do, they went to the same play, the very next play and they got it. So it's one of those things where it's like, just cause it doesn't work one time you keep doing it. But yet Al, I see what you're saying. Cause you get frustrated. Like, listen, Stop calling shotgun runs, buddy. They're not working. Like, right. what are we doing? And, Which and shotgun runs are the bane of my existence. I I will get <laughs> irrationally upset about shotgun. Fucking stop. Just and stop. It doesn't and, work. And that's the thing, right? Think about this Vikings game from a perfect perspective. And Mike, this is going to tie into your point. Look at the results that happened in the first drive. You took shots downfield. You had mm -hmm. some play action go on. Five plays. Boom, 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 boom. Touchdown. Easy. Masterful. Next drive, you go back to the power running, which is fine. Like if you, you love Ramondre Stevenson, I get that. But the short stuff, the screens, the things that have not been working that have affected and essentially gave you negative plays throughout every game this year, you go back to it. If you know that Minnesota's secondary is banged up, you know that those play calls work. And you just talked about it, Mike, the, the Randy Moss and Tom Brady call. Why would you not call those again and keep attacking the way that you've been attacking? That's my whole thing. That's where I'm saying the coaching's coming into play. There's no way that you can see something like that drastic to a point where you have to scrap what you did that worked the first drive. And you're like, okay, we're going to go back to this. That has stalled out so many times before. Okay. You cannot have one thing without the other. In the wise words of Thanos, perfectly balanced as all things should be. I just watched Infinity War today. <laughs> just watched it today. It's, yes. I, I only watch quotes. it for Thanos. I just love Thanos. I oh, love one of my favorite quotes. quotes. But, Al, so we wouldn't be able to just attack deep the entire game. That's just not realistic. There has to be balance. You have to keep the defense honest. Do the things that don't work so you can eventually hit the ones that do. If you just didn't run short plays or power plays or runs out of the shotgun and you only threw it and you really focused on throwing it deep, but, you know, let's say you, you throw a couple intermediates, a few shorts, mostly longs, the defense is eventually going to sell out and say, hey, we're just going to take away the pass. They're doing it every time. And, you know. It worked for the Patriots against the Bills when they just kept running the ball. But that was very circumstantial, and that will never, ever, ever happen again. With the yeah. pass where <laughs> you are putting the ball in danger, you have like a 66.6% .6 chance of like the pass not working because it can be inner, incomplete, intercepted. You know, catch is one of the unlikely outcomes for the pass if you look at it just from like a broad outcome perspective. You have to do these shitty fucking plays, these screen passes, these <laughs> shitty small runs, so you can throw it deep to these guys. Three three in a row. 
three three plays in a row. Okay, I, I understand. Yeah, that's, yes, that's circumstantially, yes, that is because, a great idea. Because hindsight Mike, is twenty twenty, though. Mike, what do what do I always text you that I want to see in the Patriots offense? What do I always tell you more that I want to see? You want to see well, more, more play, play action, action, but that word that Liam said that begins with a B. More what? Boobs. I don't know. I don't balance, know. balance. <laughs> he literally said it. Balance. That's what he's saying, and that's what we uh, see. That's I never know. mind. Go, go, go. Because I have a giant thought about all of it, which makes it so fun to talk about. Yeah. Well, the, here's here's the thing, right? That's why because I agree with you, Liam. There does need to be balance. I'm not disagreeing with that. My whole thing is the first drive, you were able to see something in the Minnesota secondary that allowed you to work off a of play action and worked the middle of the field. And you saw the results. Yep. The next drive, if you want to go a quick screen, like on first down, try to get, you know, get them off guard. That's fine. I have no problem with that. But when you call run screen and then like maybe a, a two or three yard slant, I know I'm exaggerating a little bit, but when you're calling three short plays in a row, what does that say to the offense that just had success by doing something a little bit different in the first drive? Now, again, I want the balance. I want the run and pass balance. I want that. Keep defenses off balance. Keep them guessing. I get that. But to go to the degree that the Patriots have gone to so many times this year with their play calling, that's where I have the problem. And I bet that's where a lot of the other fans have problems with it. Mike, I'll let you get to your point in a second. Teams have been running plays that don't work, and that's just their MO. They know these plays aren't going to work, but they're going to try them. You guys know the shovel pass, right? On the goal line, you've probably seen a million teams do it, particularly the Chiefs do it, where somebody runs over the middle, you pitch it underneath, and they run in. That play has not worked for anyone except for the Chiefs. No team has scored on a shovel pass except for the Chiefs. And the Chiefs have run it, you know, a handful of times. Out of whatever number of times they've ran it, they have scored on 22% of those shovel passes, which is not a lot. But they still score far and above league average because no one else scores on them. But yet you will see the Falcons run that play. You will see year in and year out, teams try this shovel pass. And it – and. By all metrics, it says this will not work. It only works because the Chiefs have crazy talent. They can pitch it to Travis Kelsey. They can pitch it to Edward Zolaire, and the defense Anyone. is focused on Kelsey yeah. or Patty Mahomes. And that's why it works for them as an outlier. But teams who know they have little to no chance of scoring on this play will give up one down on the goal line year in and year out to try this. And it's small sample size because teams will probably run it once a year. Like I said, last year the Falcons ran it with Matt Ryan. It happens very few and far between, but they will still try it because it is still just a one of those things where it's like the defense is like, okay, we weren't expecting a shovel pass. You can tell they're digging into their mm-hmm. bag here. We got to be ready for anything. Even if it doesn't work, the defense goes, oh, shit, they're tr- trying to shovel pass. What, what, what next are they going to do? Stuff like that, even if it doesn't work, you got to try it. We'll try it. Try it is fine. Yes. One play is fine. Consistently implementing it into your offense yep. is not fine. Look, if, if you're throwing it deep the whole game and you go three straight short plays on one set of downs, that's fine with me because you've been tearing them up deep and the defense goes, all right, on third down, they got to throw it deep now. Nope, screen or short pass, slant, yes, anything. Again, one play, that's fine. Like one I'm play- saying one set of downs though. You know, run up the middle, screen, pass, slant. Not if it doesn't work oh. twice in a row though. 
But then on the third time, you got to think the defense is going to go, okay, they've eaten shit on short plays the last two times. Let's let's do cover three here. We expect them to throw it deep, and then they don't. So I think the I want Mike to actually get like get the, no I don't I don't even I don't even have I I don't even have like a like a, any point to add my thing's more of just like a general like comment on everything that that's the part that makes debates or arguing about about football so fun that when things work like it, there there is no right or wrong yeah. like Al you're right with what you're saying Liam you're right with what you're saying me for instance every single time. The Patriots run a halfback toss. I hate it. You're throwing the ball five yards behind the or tossing it five yards behind the line. And it just, what are you doing? I cuss them out every single time. You can ask my wife every time it happens. The second half, I go, fucking great, awesome. And then they'll bust it for like seven, eight, nine, 10, 12 yards in a first down. Or then sometimes it gets blown up. So it's like, I hate that play. Yeah. When it doesn't work, but when it works, I'm like, oh shit, let's go. So it's just there's that's the great there, gamble about it. The and and that's kind of with the with the the Matt Patricia thing, kind of to bring it back to to where it all started with him. I I give one, I give him a little bit more of a pass because the offensive line hasn't been able to hold up to see what this offense looks like anyway. So you got to adjust things. They tried to bring in this new offense. Mac Jones went out, Zappy came in that screwed a lot of things up kind of like, you know, systematically like streamlining everything, whatever. You're still offensive coordinator. You still have to call plays that work and everything like that. We've seen drives. We've seen a handful of plays that work. And then all of a sudden certain plays don't work or one play won't work. And people will go, fire Matt Patricia. I can't believe he's doing this, whatever. And it's like, you just disregard the prior drive or the prior five, six, seven plays that got them to where they are. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I can see you looking at Patricia and being like, buddy, it is first and goal from the, from the eight yard line. Why are we running a fucking trick play? Which I didn't, I didn't like that. Why are we running an end around? That was the one thing. Don't get too fancy. That's one thing where it's like, why like criticize coaching because because I think that the play is stupid. Even if it works, it's one of those things like the coach will be like, Hey, that worked. Don't fucking do it again. Now, if they were to run an off tackle run or something like that and it doesn't work, I'm pissed at the outcome. I might be pissed at the, the I might just say, oh, why'd you call that? But if it worked, I would have been pumped because I'm not pissed off about the play. I'm more just upset about the outcome. So I'm not going to make a, a sweeping thing about Patricia and now oh, this isn't to you. This is to other no, people I got you. I where, got you. where it's like, there goes Patricia again. You have a defensive coordinator as an offensive coordinator. It's like, no, no, like this play works in a percentage of the time. That's why they call it. If it would have worked, you all would have been like, oh, like you wouldn't even have brought up Patricia's name, but the fact that it didn't work because who knows someone blew their block or someone blitzed from, you know, they had a stunt come in or something like that happened. And it's just, it, it seems to be the thing to do this year is to criticize all the coaching, not even Patricia, just all the coaching. And it's like, instead of looking at plays and be like, okay, why didn't this play work? This play didn't work because Mac overthrew a guy because Mac was in pressure because um, Judon got doubled and he didn't get to the guy in time. And the defensive play was all about timing. And since the timing was off, the receiver broke free because he ran past the coverage. Like all these things happen. And I'm not saying that the team doesn't deserve criticism because they do. Patricia deserves a lot of criticism. Don't get me wrong. Um, Belichick might even too, if you want, I don't, know what you'd criticize him about overtly right now like as much right now but it's one of those things where it's tough 
to shit talk Patricia completely based on just the outcome of plays because you didn't like the outcome when the play itself wasn't the issue. It was just how the play was executed, which and in that, I guess execution is something I guess you could kind of throw to Belichick where it's like, whether injuries, teams not ready, whatever it is, whether it's you're trying to meld this new offense, whatever the hell is going on. There's, there's definitely a learning curve that the players and the coaches are going through this year. I'm hoping this Vikings game, kind like they found their groove here because whatever they were doing in this game, other than the last three drives of the game, well, which was basically just not blocking. But as long as you can block and run whatever you were running right now, I this team looked like you said, Al, to, to, to what you said at the beginning. This was an NFL offense. It was awesome. 382, two touchdowns, no picks. I'll take that all day, all day. All day, now, but it, it's just it's 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 frustrating when plays don't work, and I get that. Yeah, now, I have a hard time. Oh, continue. All I was going to say was, Mike, to your point about Patricia. Let me let me twist it for you like this. Do you think that at this point, Patriots Nation is sick of Patricia because of individual play calls, or do you think that it's become now that they've played what eleven games this season that there have been so many times that play calls have been called, and we're saying to ourselves. Why are we calling that in this situation? Do you think that basically that it's kind of fair now for Patriots fans to get aggravated with Patricia? Cause it's not just a one time a game thing. It's more than a couple times a game. It is. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. No, it does for sure. It is. It's fair to criticize Patricia for some of his play calls. I mean, it's been half a, half a season. You're, you're still kind of these speed bumps and everything like that. But I do yeah. think that Patricia has become the, the I don't know what we're to say the the hot name to blame all the offensive. Are you saying on. the scapegoat? The scapegoat, yes, the hot oh. name, the scapegoat. He has become it, and and I I don't even and I I'll throw I'll throw the question right back to you. Uh, yeah. it, it it seems like, granted, Patricia deserves criticism. Liam, we've criticized him on here before. Do we maybe go not as hard as other people? Sure, because I think that we it's it's a little different. How we look at because I think I I think we yeah I think we come at it more of the optimistic thing where it's like we've seen the good things and the bad things whatever that's neither here nor there though it just seems like the the Patriots fans need a scapegoat for this offense so they they tried to do it with Mac Jones but I don't know what happened like it kind of got rebuked there and all that stuff so they fell back to what to what they were doing before they started criticizing Mac Jones everything bad that happens with this offense it's Matt Patricia. Everything bad, no matter what it is, no matter if if it's just one play that doesn't work for God knows what reason. Patricia, what are you doing? Or one drive, the, the Patriots go three and out to start a game. That's what happens when you have Matt Patricia as your offensive coordinator. The Patriots um, yeah. down down the stretch against the Vikings, their last three, di- three drives, they didn't score. Well, what do you think happens? What? But then you just disregard the great game that he had and don't look at like it's just I, I, and Al, I'm not point. saying that you doing that I'm saying that a lot of other people do it. So yeah. Patricia does deserve criticism. There are definitely like I like I just I threw one out there. Why the fuck are you calling trick plays in first and goal or second and goal, whatever it was? That's just stupid. Just line up and try to score. You don't need the trick play. You got down there. You're there. Just try to score. Right. Like it, I, I, I I don't know. He seems like the scapegoat to me. I want to look at this on a macro level here because I don't blame Matt Patricia the vast majority for bit like obviously there will be nitpicks like Mike said where we will blame him mm-hmm. for a specific play. But let's take a little stroll down memory lane here, a brisk <laughs> jog, if you guys will. 
Are we going to criticize Matt Patricia for coordinating an offense that put up 26 points against a red hot at the time Ravens team when Lamar Jackson was on a tear? That was pretty fucking impressive. And who threw those interceptions? Mac Jones, not Matt Patricia. He did not draw those plays up to throw interceptions. He was taking (laughs) shots down downfield. Contrary to popular belief. I like this. Contrary to popular (laughs) belief. I like the play calls that he took. And I like that Mac Jones threw them even if they get intercepted. Do we blame Matt Patricia for putting up 24 points with a unathletic backup quarterback in a overtime game against the Packers that we had no business being in? I do not think so. Granted, he only put up 17 points because there was a pick six. Still, next game, 29 points, that same backup against the Lions team. With a backup, 29 points and shutting out a team is pretty damn good. Five fucking um, touchdowns. Um, 29 points when some of it was special teams and defense. Come on, Liam. Yeah, I'm telling you with a backup quarterback. We scored one offensive touchdown and a bunch of field goals, but Bailey Zappi was able to move the ball down into field goal range and to score one touchdown. The game after that, five touchdowns against the Browns. Five total touchdowns from Matt Patricia's offense, leading to a 38-15 blowout. And then the Jets game, where we were able to put enough points on the board where it felt like it was an insurmountable lead, even though the Jets got a late touchdown that closed the final score. When we were up 22-10, to there was no scenario where we thought the Jets were coming back. That felt like an inordinate amount of points. 26 points against a Colts above-average defense could have been better, but there was also offensive line problems that was where the isaiah win criticism kind of came to a full healed there 26 points against that team is pretty damn good to me and then this whole game like like we said starting out very aggressive shots downfield got our new stud wide receiver Devontae parker involved and whatnot nelson aguilar killing it there are so many positives to look at but people aren't going to look at these and they're only going to stay gee, he really fucked up that one set of downs or he really fucked up this one play. The vast majority of the time, he has put up enough points for our backup to win a game, let alone now that we have our starting quarterback settling into our new offense. Let me me ask you this real quick, Liam. Matt Patricia or Bill O'Brien next year for Patriots offensive coordinator? I don't want Bill O'Brien. Motherfucker's going to die on the sidelines. He's had a heart okay. attack. Uh, he had yeah, a heart now, attack on the sidelines. Your whole argument just went right out the window. I want somebody healthy. I don't want Joe Biden on the sidelines calling Patricia plays, does not look even healthy. if he's a genius at it. Matt Patricia doesn't look healthy, you know, physically, but he like he's not any he's heart conditions. Bill O'Brien was carted off the Texan sideline with a heart attack mid-game. I do not want Bill O'Brien. He's Yes, he's a fantastic coach and a great offensive mind. We can probably do better than both of them. But between the two, give me Matt Patricia. You want to know, uh, th- this kind of goes to the, and, and now I feel like, Al, you were not done. So let me just kind of to, to go on what Liam was saying yeah. a little bit. Um, I don't know, Al, you probably saw these stats. I don't know for sure. Cause we're talking about Matt Patricia saying that, you know, offense shitty, all that stuff kind of ties in with how Mac Jones is doing too. Cause he's been getting criticism. Did you see the stats over last year, this same stretch week eight to 11? Uh, I think I saw year, that eight tweet, to 11. So, so last year weeks eight to 11, I'll tell you the teams that they played to afterwards, but um, last season weeks eight to 11, um, he was Mac Jones, 71 of 102. That's a 69.6% completion percentage, nice. 761 yards, five touchdowns, two interceptions. This season, over the same span, 95 of 131, 72.5%, and 969 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Now, I know it's like, oh, well, who did they play last year as opposed to who they played this year? 
this season over that stretch, it was the Jets, the Colts, the Jets, and the Vikings. The Jets have a very good defense. Indy has a, a good, de- decent Love defense, average. whatever. And, and the Vikings were injured a little bit, but still uh, average defense, whatever. Last year, they played the Chargers, the Panthers, the Browns, and the and the, um, and the Falcons. Actually, wow, wake up, slight, buddy. You need one of probably, these. <laughs> probably worse defenses. So I, it's it's like Mac Jones isn't doing this alone. So Patricia is obviously doing something good. But to answer your question, though, Al, um, I wouldn't hate if Bill O'Brien came back. Thank you. Honest. Thank you. And that's not because I hate Mac Patricia. Not because I hate it. The the only reason I'm thinking that is because Bill O'Brien was here when he was actually utilizing the tight ends, not saying that Matt Patricia isn't. And Hunter Henry's been getting involved. Johnny Smith kind of hit or miss. I I just, I, but but then part of me thinks, see, I just talked myself out of it. Then part of me thinks, no, just keep Matt Patricia in because I want the, the consistency. You started something, you're starting to build something here. We'll see how the season ends here, but I I don't know. Just keep, keep everything how it is. Um, I, and this might just be biased because of what I just saw in on Thanksgiving with this offense, but, um, just, I don't know, keep it how it is. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. One thing I will say though. Liam, you brought it up. Your boy Nelly needs to be doing laps all week because that last play of the game, when Mac Jones threw a dime, a perfect throw. If you watch the play, they showed it like the all 22, whatever footage. Nelson Aguilar slows down coming out of his break, like almost stops, like thinks that he's not in there and then has to speed up again, dives. The ball is centimeters away from his, from his hands. Do you think maybe if he would have kept running, he would have caught that possibly even for a touchdown if he caught it where he caught it. I don't, it's just, and and again, that's just neither. I mean, that was a hail Mary. It just so happened to be whatever, but it's just one of those things where nothing was working on on this team and it i you should have known it was going to end like that where it's like they fucked up somehow where it was like a perfect pass Aguilar stopped for a second and that's what ended up fucking it up but um but i don't i don't know al do you think that matt patricia is being the scapegoat i don't think i got your answer on that or do you think that he's actually that he's actually that, that he deserves all the criticism he's getting al went dead Al went Al's, Al's done for. Yeah, Al's gone. Al's uh, gone. I don't know what's going on. Oh, oh, he's back. He's back. There he is. Sort of. Hey, um, I don't think that I, and if you did give your answer, I forgot because of um, because all the conversation that happened afterwards. What do you think about the Matt Patricia criticism and everything like that? And then after this, we'll kind of wrap up the Vikings game and jump into the Bills game. Uh, just repeat the question just because I just came back on. The uh, Matt, Matt Patricia, do you think that kind of the same question that you asked me, or do you think that he's being a little bit more the scapegoat or what do you think's going on? I will not ask the I, question again. No, it's fine. No, I got, I got it that time. <laughs> it, my internet just decides to randomly, you know, crap out every now and then. Oh, it happens. My headphones shit the bed once a podcast. So I'm just waiting for it. <laughs> there you go. Um, <clears throat> I, I think Patricia's a little bit of the scapegoat. I think he deserves a fair amount of criticism, but it's not all just him. You know, Max had his, situations this year where he hasn't played well in the red zone the offense itself hasn't really executed so it's a combination of everything it really is it's a combination of everything but patricia needs to be in there a little bit at least it's a whole team effort on the offensive side of the ball just like defensively they're really good because of all the players and all the and the coaches on that side of the ball 
the coaches on defense have been for the most part pretty good. That that I can give them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the defense. Do you are you guys worried about the the opinion out there? And there's stats somewhere. I forgot what they are, but I mean the stats are kind of because their game flow, different things happen. People are saying again the Patriots defenses are beating up on bad defenses and shitting the bed against. I mean, beating up on bad offenses and shitting the bed against good ones. Which I don't know. I mean, you give up one touchdown here to the Vikings was on a was on the kickoff. So um, I don't know. You give up in the low twenties to a team. I mean, to a Vikings team. I, like I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's horrible. Um, I mean, the Packers scored a little bit on you. I don't know. Do you guys give any? any weight to that argument where this Patriots defense is only good because they're beaten up on shitty teams. I think it's, I think it's a little unfair to say that. I think that they have really had good defensive game plans against these teams and they've taken care of what they needed to take care of. But I do think there are times where, you know, in the Minnesota game, you only sat Kirk cousins once he threw a mm-hmm. pick and it was on pressure by Danny, I don't know his last name, Ukulele, like yeah, Ukulele or whatever. Yeah, Ukulele, yeah. Ukulele, same thing. Ukulele. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you put a little pressure and then he overthrows one and it's an interception of Jonathan Jones and you're going back the other way. Mm-hmm. So w- the point I'm trying to make is, is that, that there are some instances where, yeah, they should have had more pressure on Kirk Cousins. But then again, the Vikings offensive line is actually a lot better than I gave them credit for. You know, and we're going to see the Bills, yeah. they do a pretty good job of protecting Josh Allen and giving him room mm-hmm. to maneuver. So that's mm-hmm. going to be a thing where can the defense actually put pressure on the offensive line or will Josh Allen have a field day against the Patriots because they can't get the pressure? I don't yeah. think it's a, a question of like us beating up on worse teams. Cause I mean, think about it. I, I don't like to admit it and I still don't think they're that good, but the dolphins are better than they have been. The bills mm-hmm. are for some reason, people think they're these world beaters. I also think they're pretty mids, but let's look at the, clear-cut worst team in this division that the Patriots would be beating up on, and that would be the Jets. The Jets beat the Steelers by four points. We beat the Steelers fairly handedly. Beat the Browns by one point. We had five fucking touchdowns against the Browns. They beat the Packers. We lost by three to the Packers. They're playing all these same teams that we're playing, and they're beating these teams or just barely losing, and we're smoking these teams. It's not a question of competition here, and it's hard to compare a team one week in and one week out because sometimes the Packers look good, sometimes they look fucking terrible and so on and so forth. But overall, the this entire division has gotten a huge upgrade from the past, not saying much because they used to be complete and total shit. And like in the Tom Brady era, yes, we would beat up on the Bills. Yes, we would beat up on the Jets. And yes, we would beat up on the Dolphins one game out of each year. But <laughs> now the competition has risen. Tom Brady's left. All these other teams saw an opportunity to stack talent, and they have. I don't think we're beating up on lesser teams, and the schedule is going to prove that going down the stretch here. The Cardinals, I still don't think they're very good. They are going to be decent competition for us. The Bengals, very competent team. Mm. Super Bowl hangover, but they still look like a damn good team. Yeah, We got the Raiders, who are kind of heating up, but you know they're still not great. No. But these are talented teams that we'll be playing. So it'll really say down the stretch here, playing the Bills twice and then these other good teams. Mm-hmm. But even up to this point, the Colts are a well-coached team. Whether it's Jeff Saturday or Frank Reich, they are a well-coached team. They just don't really have a quarterback. Matt Ryan's just not very good. Everyone else is damn talented on that team, but the quarterback's the most important position. All the teams we played, for the most part, are quite tough. The Browns upset any team 
any week randomly. They had that crazy comeback against the Jets. They just yeah. beat Tom Brady and his group of lesbians. That's all these true. teams are, are all these teams are competent and can beat any team that the Patriots have beaten. So I don't think they're beating up on lesser teams. If we played the Texans twice a year and we played, you know, other shitty teams, yes, then I'd say so. We could pick the worst division in sport and say yes, if the Patriots were in that division, they'd be beating on them. But no, I, I don't think that rule really applies anymore. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of the way I fall on it too, where it's like, you know, they're in different, ga- different, uh, like I said, different things happen in different games that lead to different things, you know, where it's like, uh, I mean, you know, certain, certain plays might be busted plays. So like, even though you play a whole great, great game, but you have the one play where you have a busted coverage and all of a sudden, it looks like your defense didn't play well because that's an extra 70 yards and a touchdown that goes on to their, that goes on to the stat sheet. So it's like, I don't know if you, if you've watched the Patriots play this year, I don't know how you can say that they played pretty good defense against every team. Um, Of course there are times like, you know, against the Ravens, they played great defense for three and a half quarters and then the Ravens just Ravens and they happened to, to beat up on you, you know, same thing with Aaron Rodgers. They played great defense, but then the second half, he kind of started to find his groove a little bit. So um, I don't know, but Al, you did say uh, a great thing that I think that we can segue into the bills game, uh, unless you guys have any final thoughts on the Vikings game at all. Yeah. Yeah. Just fucking just clean it up. Um, Bills. You said that the bills um, that they protect Josh Allen. They do. Their left tackle, Deion Dawkins, most likely will not play. Um, that's that's kind of big. Um, big again, Josh Allen likes to roll out, do all that fun stuff and everything. But um, I I don't – I still haven't decided exactly how I feel about this game, but there is kind of one thing that's making me say that they're going to win. But I'll let – Al, you open the floor with the Bills chat. Where do you where, where do you want to where do you want to start? What point you want to make about this game? Then we'll kind of go around the table and then and then you know say our prayers for the Thursday night game. Well, that's what everybody should be doing. Say your prayers and say them twice a night and three times, especially on Thursday before the game, because the Patriots need a lot of them. Look, the, the big thing here, and and I'm sorry to say this. I know I, I'm coming out uh, swinging. I'm coming I know out. You swinging. said you were. You said you were. I, so this I said I was be... going to come out swinging. Here's the thing. I think right now, if you were to tell me who I think wins the game, I think the Bills win the game, and I think they win it convincingly. But, Ah. but, there is a way the Patriots can win this game. The way they can win it, you got to have your best defensive game of the year, number one. And number two, you need to throw the ball a lot against this Bills secondary. This Bills secondary isn't that good. They're banged up. They They're all sick. Def- They're all sick. Everyone's the, sick. Oh, the, the run I can defense. Only imagine the orgies they're having if they all are catching the same disease. Sheepers. The the run the run defense of the Bills is top five in the NFL. So you know that you're not going to be able to run the ball at a consistent level like you want to against mm-hmm. these other teams. So guess what, Mac Jones? This is your game. This is your Patriots legacy game. This is my Mac Jones Patriots legacy game of the year. Big talk. This okay. this is what All you right. need. This is what you need. If you want to prove it, if you want to prove that you can still compete in the division and be right in the thick of things, and I'm gonna and I'm also gonna call this the the essentially <laughs> the game of the season. This this is your season. Your season is Big on the game. line. Big because game. guess what? If you win this game, if you pull it out, you're seven and five with five games left. 
two against your um, in-division rivals with Buffalo and Miami. Like Liam said, Cincinnati, and you got two on the road against two teams in Arizona and Vegas that are severely underachieving this year. So with that, right, you need to win this game, and you need to have Mac throw the ball, and you need him to put up points. And the reason that I'm saying this is because the Vikings game, look at the Vikings and the Jets, your last two opponents. The Jets, you could get away with kicking field goals because Zach Wilson is about as good as my high school quarterback. Not that good. And guess what? Kirk Cousins, I'm not saying he's good, but he was good enough to get you a win along with some help. But the Vikings are a team that can score touchdowns. They're a team that can get in the red zone and score efficiently. The Bills are the same way. The Bills can score. We've seen it. We saw it last year in Gillette. We saw it at Buffalo in the playoff game. We know Buffalo can put up put points on the board. Be aggressive. Be aggressive with Mac. Let him pick apart the defense. If he makes mistakes, so be it. Give him a chance to have a legacy game. If you can do those two things, Mac Jones' legacy game, and the defense shows up, and you play a pretty clean football game, then I'll give the Patriots a chance. Liam, what say you? That that was beautifully put. So I take it, I'm I'm just already going to say it, uh, Mac Jones is Al's game breaker going into this game. Yeah, sure seems like it. Um, it. uh, No, it's actually uh, Scott Cardona. Actually, oh, the oh most you, important you say that, but watch, there'll be some sort of crazy, crazy <laughs> yeah. play where he's he gonna fumble. A lot of imagine. Gonna yeah, watch. son of a bitch, Mike. You take this one here because I already know my answer. Okay, I... okay. Um, I, so a couple things one, the last season, all three games against the Bills, one player did not play in all three of those games. You know who it was? I'll tell you, Jonathan Jones. Um, arguably the best defensive back that the Patriots have right now. Um, So that's a big thing. Why is that a big thing? He's quick as shit. So he can try to do something with Stefan Diggs because Stefan Diggs just annihilated us for the most part when he played last year. Um, So Jonathan Jones being in this game, and it's also a severe upgrade. I mean, you got people that are healthy now. You got rookies coming in. I don't, I'm assuming Kyle Duggar is going to play so we can hopefully knock down Dawson Knox a little bit. Um, like you said, Al, the Patriots running game, not going to be much this, this week, but I think they had what 45 or 48 yards against the, against the Vikings. Max yeah. still threw for 384 or 382. So God, and this is where I'll say Matt Patricia, don't fuck this up. Don't get too cute. Don't try to do any weird shit. Do exactly what you did against the Vikings for the most part. Do don't don't have these long developing routes because even though Von Miller is out, which is big, don't don't try to think that you can take just keep doing what you were doing. The deep crosses, the slants, the out routes, the the timed shots to Devontae Parker, which worked. Um, maybe throw some screen passes in there, some like actual developed screen, not like the quick wide receiver ones, you know, the ones where the running back runs out, the linemen run out. I feel like the Patriots don't run those as much successfully. Don't know why. I feel like that's something that maybe you could do against the Bills this week. Um, there's really ultimately one thing that makes me think the Patriots are going to win this game. They're at home, obviously, which is great. Um, You know, home cooking, all that stuff. Red jerseys, guys. They're wearing their red jerseys. So that to me, that and I I said before the season even started, I said, Liam, 
I don't know what games they are. Cause I think before, when we did our podcast at that point, we didn't know exactly which games the Patriots are going to be wearing the red jerseys. My whole schedule prediction, whatever games the Patriots are wearing those red jerseys, change it to a win or keep it as a win. I got to stick with my word. I think the Patriots shock the world. I think the Patriots go, which this is huge. If the Patriots win, they are seven and five. The two teams above them, the Bengals and the Jets, the Jets are playing the Vikings. The Vikings can beat the Jets, Mike White. And then the Bengals are playing the Chiefs, which most likely is going to be a loss. So if you can win this game, you jump both of those teams. And not only are you back in playoff spot, you're at like the sixth seed, I believe, which again, it's early, but this is the time where you got to kind of start looking at the seeding, the schedules remaining and all that stuff. I think the Patriots need this game. It's not a must win, but it's one of those got to have it. You know, it, it's like and, the Cold Stone flavors, Liam. This, and by, this is this is a got to have it. And by the way, the next week, the following week, the Jets play the Bills. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got so their whole the, 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 the Jets schedule. They got the Vikings, the Bills. They got the Lions. The Lions all of a sudden look competent. I could easily see the Lions pulling one out because, again, the, the big question with the Jets is their quarterback play. If they still have Mike White in there, is the Mike White magic gone? Did they put Zach Wilson in? Does he give up the game? After that, the Jags play the Jets. Jaguars just beat the Ravens. Then they play the Seahawks, who seem to be world beaters. And then they play the Dolphins, who are a tough team. The Bengals don't have uh, the Bengals have kind of an easier schedule, but the Bengals have the Chiefs, the Browns. Liam, you said the Browns can be anybody any week. Then they got the Bucks. Brady could easily beat the Bengals. Then the Bengals. The Browns are going to have the Michael Jordan of football back too, to Sean Watson. No. The Bengals. The bet we no. The Bengals have a very yeah, but- tough schedule. They have the Chiefs, Browns, Bucks, us, Bills, and Ravens. That's a very tough schedule for um for them. So. I don't know. And then the Ravens, uh, the Ravens are ahead of you, but they're not. We don't, they have an easy game. They're playing the Broncos. Broncos country. I, that's I right. am convinced Deshaun Watson's gonna get handsy with that uh that oh, Bengals man. defense. Why? Someone, someone, someone's Why? gonna take someone's gonna Why? take liberties with him. Someone's gonna take liberties with him and and give him a little a little extra <laughs> after the whistle. I guarantee you. Dis- um, you, dis- you disgust me. <laughs> but you absolutely disgust me. That that's uh, my thing. I, I think just all that, that defense, all that together with Mac <laughs> Jones, Mac Jones. I'm I'm keeping us on the rails with Mac Jones wearing that ten, that red ten. I just see him throwing. I can see him throw. You know, I'm going to say it here. Mac goes over 300 again. He might have a pick. He might have two touchdowns in a pick because the Bills do have a good defense. Don't get me wrong. Even though they're a little banged up, sick in the uh, you know in the in their backfield defensive backfield but i think the patriots come out they win this one at home and then who knows after that i think i think if they win this one uh, i don't know i I'm, I'm gonna be a menace if they win this but i do think patriots win it'll be a uh, a close game. I think it's a one score game at the end. Maybe the Patriots win by six or something like that. Um, Josh Allen is gonna, he, he's gonna run on him a little bit. That's what he does. Um, but the thing with Josh Allen and Liam, I swear to God, I text you like once a week saying this whenever it's football Sunday, Josh Allen, when he plays the Patriots, buddy, you can't do these runs where you think that you can take on a corner or a safety because you're a little bigger than them. Because I guarantee you, if you try to run at Adrian Phillips or Jabril Peppers, who he's a little sick today, but I'm assuming he's still going to play, or Kyle Duggar, or God forbid Judon gets out there somehow, yeah. you're not going to be able to run these guys over like you do 
you know, whoever, CJ Mosley, yeah. whoever else you end up playing. So Let's I see how that elbow feels, buddy. I am looking, I am going to be foaming at the mouth for one of those plays where Josh Allen runs, scrambles out and thinks that he can take down someone. And then he sees big number 21 coming in and he just ramrods him. So I'm going, I'm going Patriots. Red jerseys are really the irrational reason why I am picking them. Even though I do see a pass slightly like not convinced though. The, the reason why the reason why I'm not is just because I think I have a bad taste in my mouth from when the bills beat the shit out of us last year. So, but I do think I, I believe in the power of the red alternates, Pat Patriot, he's doing it. This is, this is the week Patriots. This is their statement. win. Al, you said it, this is going to be the Mac Jones statement. win. this is going to be the Patriot statement, win of the season, regardless of what happens for the rest of the 2022 season, this is where it all begins right here. Football doesn't start till after Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen. Bill Belichick said True. that. This is the True. first game after Thanksgiving. Let's fucking go. Liam, what do first you First game of the season. Have you guys seen the movie No Country for Old Men? Unfortunately not. That's one of the no, neither numerous one of movies have. I haven't seen. Oh, yeah. It's it's but stellar. Make so, the make the make the thing. Okay, so this is going to be a little long-winded because you guys haven't seen the movie, but basically there is a, the antagonist of the movie is this uh, psychopath played by Javier Bardem. And he's supposed to be like a metaphor for the angel of death. And he goes around like ruthlessly killing people in order to get this satchel full of money that the protagonist finds in a drug deal gone wrong in, in the middle of a desert in Texas. So this guy goes around just murking people to try and get this money. And like in the movie, uh, Tommy Lee Jones says this quote, that's you can't stop what's coming and it's talking about death and he goes no matter what you do it's going to come after you it's going to get you you cannot stop the inevitable death that you have you can only try and prolong it it is inevitable we can go back to thanos i am i was just gonna say i got a quote for you to dread it run exactly yep yes exactly so i see this as Bill Belichick and the Patriots are the angel of death. I am guaranteeing a Patriots win. I have not bet on this game. I am not saying this because I have money on this game. I am personally guaranteeing that Bill Belichick is going to walk in there just like the serial killer in this movie with an air gun, put it to Josh Allen's head, and blow his brains out. There is going to be no chance or the Bills in this game. The Patriots are going to go in there and put an end to the Bills season and officially start their season. It is everything across the board to me screams Patriots, screams Patriots. Zach Wilson beat the Bills throwing 150 yards and one touchdown. Again, you cannot compare game to game, but the Jets defense is not as good as the Patriots defense. Our quarterback is significantly better than Zach Wilson. He is going to come in here and destroy the Bills, this team that's already hurt. Josh Allen is going to try his best to scramble and get out of pressure. Matthew Judon is playing on another level this year. He will not let Josh Allen get out of the pocket. Anytime Josh scrambles up the middle to get first downs, they're going to put a lick on him that's going to remind him that he has a hurt elbow. This is going to be the perfect Patriots victory. And I will go on a limb, guaranteeing this victory. If they do not, I will come on to the show wearing all black funeral clothes next show. I will do anything, 
anything you guys propose as the worst punishment next week because I know the Patriots are going to win. Whatever punishment you guys can think of, lay it on me because there is no scenario where the Patriots lose this game. I am Josh, so on Josh Allen jersey. I will buy a Josh Allen jersey and wear it on this show. There is no scenario. I have a Marshawn Lynch Bills jersey and a Doug Flutie Bills jersey upstairs. I will wear one of them or both of them next show and say the Bills are the best team in the league and they're going to win the Super Bowl because it will not happen. There is not an alternate universe out of the millions of Marvel universes that exist out there that the Bills beat the Patriots this Thursday. It just cannot happen. It will not happen. I'm rolling with the angel of death. That is Bill Belichick. He has cost everyone their fucking job this year. And Josh Allen's next. Really has. Bill, really has. Bill is that meme where it's like the Grim Reapers going door to door and there's just blood stains coming out each door. Love Josh it. Allen's the next door. And Bill's going to go in there and go, we just we just took that uh, quarterback's job down in New York. You're next, buddy. Get ready to ride the pine because this is going to get fucking ugly. Whoever your backup is, He's going to be starting and finishing the rest of this season because you are going to be hurt, dead, sick, or mute after this game. Holy shit, uh, Al! I'm not you. This is this is you because I have just like another reason why I like a a, a a statistical reason why I think the Patriots might win. Al is going. I mean, uh, Liam's going. Metaphorical space. The death, red jerseys Thanos. help too because we said that at the Love beginning it. of the season. Red jerseys are. The you took I my mean, point. Like you, you, you took the words out of my mouth, so I didn't even need to bring it up. We said that at the beginning of the season, they will go undefeated wearing the red jerseys. Last time they did it, they stomped out the Lions twenty nine nothing, and uh, that was not even close to the best version of this team. Josh Allen's in for it. Oh, it's going to be bloody. There will be blood. I'm just going to say this. On Legends Lingo, my podcast, every week we pick the winner of the Patriots game and we pick the score. My record this year for picking just the winner of the Patriots games, 10 and 1. Wow. Fucking There's 10, and, one. There's 10 the and 1. The Bears game. What was game. the one? The Bears uh, game. That was the only awkward. one. I said the, the Patriots are going to blow them out and they didn't. Yeah, I've been pretty yeah, good no, about it. I obviously hope the Patriots win. I admire you two guys for your, your, Loyal Damn. fandom and your your banter about it. I'm gonna reserve that until after the game. I, I still think the Bills are gonna win this game. I think it's gonna be closer than people think. And I'm convincing myself it's gonna be closer than I originally put for a score on Legends Lingo. But again, we'll see what happens. So the the Bills. The last, I, I, I'll, I'll say the two times because one of the games didn't even count because it was just a run fest. The Bills forced Mac Jones to throw outside of the numbers more than he ever has. That was kind of their go to thing. They flooded the middle of the field. They said, if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to throw outside. You're going to have to throw deep, whatever. What did Mac Jones do last week against the Vikings? Him and Devontae Indeed. Parker outside, outside the numbers. Nelson Aguilar outside. So I don't, it's just no, I think this, I think this offense is a little different. I, th I hope the bills come into it, trying to run the same game plan, trying to say, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to throw a bunch of people in the middle of the field. You want to beat us. You're going to have to do it outside. 
I think the Patriots do that. And I think that when they start to do that, the inside of that defense of that Bills defense will start to loosen up a little bit. And that's when you have Jacoby Myers over the middle for 14, 15 yards. That's when you have Hunter Henry running up on a curl route for nine yards, something like that. Gets you a quick first down. That's when, and then once they start saying shit, we got to pay more attention to Jacoby Myers. Boom, you hit Nelson Aguilar for a 45-yard bomb. So there is a path that I see the Patriots taking. But like I said, the reason I am picking the Patriots is because of the red jerseys. There is magic with those jerseys. Some sort of magic is going to happen in this game, whether it's Mac Jones having his defining game, whatever it is, something is going to happen, whether it's fucking, maybe they decide to to actually activate Jamie Collins and he makes a play. It's going to be something like that. But I got to go with the Patriots. I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. Like I said, I'm hoping the Bills try to play that same defense. Jonathan Jones being back is huge because he was not here. You had people like, what's his name? Bosby, whatever the hell his name was yeah. um, out there. You don't have Bobby that from Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, you don't. You, could have been. You don't have them anymore. You have Jonathan Jones, Jalen Mills, who's had a really good season so far, kind of under Jack. the radar. Panda Jack, Marcus Jones, if they want to put him in there. Miles Bryant's had a decent year as well. I mean, there's Mac Wilson. You didn't have Mac Wilson last year. Mac Wilson's yep. quick. And if you let Mac Wilson hit you, he will hit you. So I don't, maybe, maybe you have him spy Josh Allen a little bit more. Um, I don't know. There is, there's, there's a few different ways the Patriots can go if they, if they play a good game, but I do think what it's all going to come down to, if the Patriots don't beat themselves, they will win this game. Yep. To me, that uh, take all the all the you know magical stuff out of it out of it you know the Disney magic that I'm talking about. What this comes down to, if the Patriots do not beat themselves, they will win this game. I don't care what the Bills do, the Patriots will win if they don't stab themselves in the eye ten times. So yeah, I I don't know what the score There's... is going to be. I don't know anything about that, but I just wh- whatever the score is going to be, it's going to be that's up to the football gods, not me. But I'm saying the Patriots are going to win this one. Um, and I think a lot of Patriots fans are going to have to eat their words because I don't think anyone or many people are giving any hope to the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, they're what, five and a half point underdogs. I normally don't ever give a shit about odds or anything like that. But I saw that and I was like, oh, that's something that Bill Belichick's going to use. That's yep. something that the team's going to use. Doesn't even have to be said. You know, what's understood doesn't need to be said. I think that's what that's what they're all saying going into this. They all know that they did not force the Bills to punt last time they played. Um, I think it, all that chip on the shoulder, red jerseys, Matt Judon going for his, going for um, you know, defensive player of the year. I just this is this I can't pick against the Patriots here. So I'm going And you shouldn't. Face. Doesn't matter how many points the Bills score. If they score 10, Patriots are scoring 11. If the Bills put up 70 points, the Patriots are putting up 71. The Patriots are winning this game. Guaranteed. Hand to God. Uh, Game breaker. Liam. Judon. Judon's your game breaker? It's an easy. It's a slam dunk. It's a a fool's way out. It's the cheap way out. But I'm going to take Judon because he is going to dictate this game. And he is going to hurt Josh Allen. I want him to do what... Do to Josh Allen what Bane did to Batman and break him over his knee and throw his lifeless body into the stands. Imagine if he just did that. Uh, my my game breaker, Al, you like this one? Sometimes I pick coaches. Matt Patricia. I think this offensive Ooh, game plan is going to be good. I love it. It's not going to be perfect. 
we, we don't ask for perfection. It's impossible to have on the offense and defense, to be honest. But I think Matt Patricia, if you want to give him all the blame, I'm going to give him all the credit for this offensive performance because I'm already saying that Matt Jones is going to go, is going to throw for 300 plus and two touchdowns. Yep. So I think Matt Patricia is going to have he's going to build off the Vikings game. Um I, David Andrews being back most likely is huge as well. So hopefully yeah. Matt gets a little bit of time to throw. My game breaker is going to be Matt Patricia. So I'm hoping that doesn't bite me in the ass. But. Matt Patricia is going to be good and not good with like G-O-O-D. It's going to be G-U-U-U-U-D. Good. It's going <laughs> good. to be good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, Al, last last thoughts about this game before we before we dip out of here. Just hope to God the defense shows up and hope Josh Allen doesn't go crazy. That's it. He, no he will go crazy. You know why he's going to go crazy? He's going to have he's going to have Matthew Judon up his ass all night. That's why. Yeah. That'll make anybody go crazy. Anybody goes, go, makes makes everybody go crazy. He's going to go crazy when he goes home angry and beats the shit out of his wife and kids after a loss. I don't that, that note. That uh, on on that note, this was tough <laughs> takes. Um, <laughs> I'm myself, Al. I feel like we're gonna have to have you on for the trilogy next week because of all the things that were said between. I, I, I just, <laughs> I, I feel like there was good things happening here. I feel like we got to come back on here. One of us are gonna have to eat crow. Someone's gonna have to eat crow. When we come back on me. here. Liam might be in a Bills jersey. I, I might be. be wearing all black. Um, Al be. might have to paint a clown face on himself. We don't. Mike, know why don't you will. just announce that? Why don't you just announce it on the third co-host by now? Because that's that's basically what this is becoming. That sure seems. I mean, like let's it. just be honest. Because you know what? Some, sometimes I like good. to just have my Tuesday nights with me and Liam. That's why. Sometimes I like to just I like to just I have that. that. It's a lot. It's 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 just you know it's nice. It's calm. You know we're all we we let our Patriots bias flow. Uh, which by the way I will defend us. We do have Patriots bias, but I do think that we try to throw facts and reasoning in there, for the most part. Um, again, I will say <laughs> the magical red jerseys, not reasonable. This is all just no. the football gods. And that's why it's nice to have you on the show, Al, because you come in here and you shoot us down with your negativity, your goddamn negativity. You come Love in it. here and just shoot us, but the, that's the way it should be. Somebody even, has even, to bring us back though, down to earth. Even though, even though, even though nine out of 10 times, I'm as positive as you guys about this team. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that time. one out of matters. ten time, that one out of ten time is when you come on Tuck Rule Takes. Um, yep. So I think you know maybe Will Liam and I will have you know the the brain trust here will have to think if if you know we want to add you as as a, as a potential co-host or something. I don't know with your with I don't Will I think last week you said that Mac Jones wasn't a great quarterback and he throws for Sus. almost four hundred. Oh or no! Like um, you were but, out of pocket. Um, you were out of pocket for that. You were out of pocket there. Yeah. Do you know who else going to be out of pocket? Josh Allen when he's running for his life. You see that? Oh, you like that? He'll be he'll be paying out of pocket when the bills cut him and he has to work oh, at Jiffy Lube. He will be paying out of pocket when they Joe Theismann his leg. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Hey, hope he real quick, I don't. Hope real quick, I do. I, I will say. I will say the line has gone down for the Bills. It was started right at five and a half. Now it's down to four. It's yeah, a right lock. It I'm telling you, it's a lock. It okay. is the most surefire bet. I hope it is. Um. Oh, Al. Uh, yes. Let me actually throw the floor to you. You do have something else to say. Um. Next week there is a a certain podcast or a certain big podcast happening or something next week. Um. You want to <clears> let. Let people know because I believe Liam and I are both going to be there dressed to the nines. So, <laughs> yes, I'm going. So, naked. No, you're not because we'll, I will not. I will not allow you to 
sabotage my podcast. So yes, Mike alluded to it. My podcast, uh, Legends Lingo Podcast, brought to you by studentunionsports.com now, um, is going for our 200th episode. Uh, my co-host, Powder, and I have been doing it for about four years now. It's, we started in December 2018. And uh, it's been it's been a fun ride. And we're going to have 200 episodes. Uh, Mike and Liam are going to be a part of it. Have a lot of good guests that are going to be coming on, too, along yep. with those guys. So it's going to be a fun night. So if you uh, if you like all Boston sports besides Patriots, feel free to uh, give it a listen. 200 episodes in next week. Oh, I can't Bye, wait. Yo, I can't wait because even though I am Patriots are probably my number one. I have a tattoo on my back that says Boston with all the different page, all the different New England sports logos on there. So I am across Love the board. It. I will be just as insufferable with all the teams. So Liam, I know, I know you will be as well with the Celtics. So I think that's going to be Best fun. Believe. That's yeah, going to be fun. So, um, hey, so yeah, let but, the record uh, show here quickly. I just mm-hmm. placed a $150 bet on the Patriots to win Jesus. 262 bucks. So let the record show. I did not place any money before this podcast. I wanted to let you guys know my confidence where I ride with the Patriots. Bet responsibly. Always. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I guess you're either going to see some really happy boys next week or some really upset, upset guys. I mean, so. if they lose, the Italians are going to be knocking on my door on Monday. So I, we won't even make it to Tuesday. That's fine. Come down to Florida. They don't come this far down. Um, the old people yeah. scare them away. Um, so, like I said, Mike Sullivan, that's Big Al. He will be here next week, uh, come hell or high water, win or loss, to kind of either rub it in our face or take the rubbing in his face. Um, that's Liam McDade. This was yeah, Tuck Little Takes, episode 58. Um, God, red jerseys. That's all I can say, guys. Red jerseys. We're out of here. Angel of death. Sweet <laughs> Stupid. Sweet.